Hello. So today, episode number 13 on the podcast. And this episode today is just going to be me speaking, no guests on. Me speaking about alcohol. Coming at it from a different angle to maybe what people would expect. Um, I think with this time here as well, I think it's a good time to do a podcast on alcohol. It'll be in January. Uh, a lot of people do enjoy January because of the month before, which involves a lot of alcohol. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast now while that's fresh in people's mind of wanting to give it up for a period of time, maybe forever. Um, I know my reason, like my experiences with drinking, like now I give up being drunk completely. I, I won't be drunk anymore. It's a promise I've made to myself. That's where I'm at at the moment. Uh, I still have the odd drink, like with a meal, like if you go out, have a meal and have a glass of wine or at home. But it's like, even that's like on the rare occasion, once, maybe every one month or between one and two months, that's where I'm at with the changes for me but yeah I just think like I say it's a good time to do this because I, I know a lot of people do January and I know I think deep down inside a lot of people want to stop drinking as well to be honest um, so yeah the, stru- the structure of it will be, uh, I'll be go- first I'll be going through some statistics and just chatting about what I think of them uh, then the social drinking side to things in our lives then I'll be going up through the like a few points on related to the social side of just how, how and why we drink, like the reasons why, and for people who have problems and the reasons why that could be. Um, ad- advertising for alcohol and how, how it affects us drinking and what we drink and why we drink. Uh, then I'll be looking, just a little touch on sleep and why it's definitely not good for sleep. And then just my own experience with um, why I wanted to give up being drunk and alcohol in general. Um, but yeah. Well, like I said, we'll start with the some statistics I was reading. So this, it was from, basically, first of all, it said between 15 to 49 years old, anyone between that age, worldwide, one in 10 of those people worldwide die from death or disease due to alcohol. So like, either like directly or indirectly. But yeah, and that's something that I always think about, like obviously there's alcohol where it kills people directly, but I'm always interested in like the secondary effects that it can have that ultimately end up to us maybe having an illness which causes us to die from alcohol but it's always like well what caused it what was the thing and it's nearly involved I, I can't tried finding like figures for like what it's how it's involved in like almost every ladder for many things obviously not every person but for a lot of people it is because I always like to trace things back to like when something happens like for me I always think the biggest killer in the world which needs to be like number one is is stress I always put it back to that, like, what was the actual, where, where did it all start? What was the reason? And they, I was saying, everyone, like, stress will kill you. Like, with alcohol especially, like, a lot of people drink because they're stressed. And then that drinking habit could and couldn't become a problem. But even when it doesn't become a problem, that habit alone will cause disease, which causes death. And when you trail it all back, where did it start? Stress. 
people saying, oh, I drink to relax, de-stress, but in the end, it actually stresses you out and kills you, as blunt as that is. I know it's not for everyone, but for a lot of people, that is the case, whether like directly or indirectly. When I looked at the, yeah, like from, I found two figures from 2017 that say, the top three things in the world that kill people listed in order, the cardiovascular disease was top, the causes of death, uh, cancer was second, and respiratory diseases was third. An interesting thing that I read about alcohol is people who drink higher amounts of alcohol are more are linked to having higher cases of uh, tuberculosis which is a respiratory disease and even though respiratory I know there's other ones I'm always I'd be interested to see like even though that's third like how much of that relates from alcohol that was one that interested me and then when I actually went through the list like the top 15 so cardiovascular disease is top cancer second respiratory disease is third but also in these top 15 for causes of death were liver disease road injuries, kidney disease, tuberculosis, HIV and AIDS, and suicide. And then number 24 on causes of death was alcohol use. And number 25, drug use. But, I mean, the fact drugs is under alcohol, that them two are the same thing. Alcohol, alcohol is drug use. It's, it's the same thing. And then it's interesting, like I say, like alcohol use is listed 24th, but I'd be so interested out of that top 15, the ones I just said, like liver disease, road injuries, kidney disease, tuberculosis, HIV and AIDS and suicide. I'm not saying that all those people died from alcohol involvement and all those things, but you know those numbers in there, that what alcohol related directly, indirectly are much bigger. So like really like in the top 15 for me, there's no dispute in it, the fact that in the top 15 things that kill people worldwide, alcohol's in there for nearly all of them, either directly or indirectly. Um, yeah, that's why, like, just, that's why it's crazy, like, especially now when everyone goes on, like, in, obviously we just had a pandemic, I'm not gonna speak much about it, but when everyone goes on about things that kill people and what we need to start focusing on, do more like all the measures that are in place to protect against, catching COVID and other flus when you've got how many measures are in place for, I know there is measures in place for helping people who have an issue with drinking, but there's not many measures in there to prevent it in the first place. In fact, there's loads to actually promote it in advertising in our everyday lives. There's loads to that go the other way, but yeah, yeah. But that's just um, statistics about alcohol. I know people will probably be like, oh, <laughs> he's boring. Or like putting a, a bad light on alcohol. But at the end of the day, like, there's no good light you can shine on it, in my opinion. When you actually look at the effects. You know, someone might have like a good night out, but it's not a good day and good week after, is it? And it's always like that immediate thing in the moment where you feel... You feel good, but then afterwards, did it actually add anything? And like in the end, people will say, oh, well, I had a good night. He said, yeah, but so what? It's just a few hours in the night. And don't get me wrong, I've been there for years of my life. 
and I've done that. I've done all that. Maybe why it's easy for me to stop now as well. But I've done it, and, and I did have good times. I'm not going to lie. Like there was good times, but in the end, now especially now as I learn and see, it's like doesn't benefit me. Doesn't benefit me in any way. I'm glad I had all those good times, but it doesn't do anything good for me. Good times with people, memories, but that is probably the only thing I could take from it. But end of the day, like just drinking in general, like doesn't do anything good for for anyone. And that's why I now chatted about what what I chat about is the social, like uh, social drinking, especially social the culture in the UK, um, especially UK, probably the same everywhere. And just the fact that like I know we will use alcohol to invite, like not always again, but a lot of the time people, all of us will use alcohol to enhance our mood in some way. But like, then the funny thing about that is like alcohol in itself, it's a depressant. So even though we use it to improve our mood, like I said, it's that moment, that instant gratification of getting something. But in the end, long term, when you look at the effects, like it's not, it's actually doing the total opposite and in a much stronger way than what it was for you to just get that feel good moment for a few hours actually ends up negatively affecting our mental and physical health because it is a depressant but then we use it saying to feel good or feel less anxious or de-stress you know this is what we you like i know again (laughs) people might think oh no i'm not even gonna say it but yeah and also about the social drinking i know a lot of people i know it is a normal thing in the country from everyone i see do it and speak about it that it's not just like when you're socializing when people drink when they're going out and things it's then it's not just alcohol that's involved then it's like a, a snowball effect of other things so you've got the alcohol a lot of people don't smoke at all but when they go out they become a social smoker like i don't need i'm not this, this podcast not about smoking but i don't need to speak about the effects that that has but then like I say there's like a cocktail of things combined so then people smoke in the night out with alcohol as well recreational drug drug use as well that go, that goes along with it for a lot of people and then there's the late nights again with, with the sleep how that affects the food the day day after all these things how it negatively affects the health but it starts with like i'm not saying it's always just drinking because you can go out do those things and, have a good, and enjoy it like now and then like like we do um, and it's not a problem, but then like, when you combine these things together, it's a big whack to the health in one go. Let's say like, this is the social side, but it's become so normal. And then people wonder why maybe they are depressed or they don't know where they're going or they don't know how to get on track. And then like, but then at the weekend they do this because maybe because they are lost and then again because they feel the way they feel so then they do it again and do it again. I know there's people with drinking problems in, and like that's what probably contributes to a lot of the causes and like relatable deaths to it worldwide as well but just the actual social side which many people don't even think to speak about at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's that normal and I dare to say protected 
where it's like just such a normal thing where it's like people never even look at it as the, as the problem, or maybe they do. Another interesting thing I did, I did read about, well, I already knew, but like, because it actually slows our brain down, which, and then that's why, interesting for me, they connected the two, like one of the effects of it, it makes us have slurred speech, which we've all done. I mean, I've done that in a night out. I'm not like saying this now, like I've never drunk, but like, I've done all this. But then it, it was just interesting. I was like, ah, so the reason we have slurred speech when we're drunk is because it slows our brains down. That's in my, like now when I think of that to this day, that's scary. And I also wonder, like, how long does that last? I know, like, we don't slur our speech into the next day. Maybe some people do, I don't know. But the actual effects of slowing down the brain, how long does that last? I don't know about you, but me, like, if I did have a... If I, when I was drunk, I would take weeks to get fully back, like, fully functioning, like, at my best, which we know we've all been there. It's not, it doesn't take hours, it doesn't take days, like fully functioning. So yeah, it interests me to know like how long the effects of like slowing our brain down last. And that's also why we don't think before we act because everything's slow. It's obviously why it's banned from drink driving, but then it's obviously why people do things they regret the next day with that not thinking, which is as a result of the brain being slowed down. Which is, like I said, a scary one for me. Then there's like the balance of it. People will say like, oh, we should, we can't be all work, no play, and you should let your hair down. That's a thing that gets said a lot, I think. Like someone might say like, find a happy balance of it, where someone might say like, like I don't mean 50-50. Like, for example, yeah, people say to me, we well, should just balance it all out. You work a lot, you work hard, so you balance out with a drink. But, but balance for every individual is different. And balance, like, I don't feel very balanced when I'm drunk. And I don't feel very balanced as a person when I drink in general. And I would like to meet someone that does. Like, even I get now when people say, oh, you should balance it out. But balance for me, comes from not drinking at all. That's how I stay in, in balance of how I want to be. Like, do you feel balanced when you have, like, I just, I mean, like, your actual, like, physical balance and coordination, which we know is affected anyway, but do you feel balanced with, like, in your feelings and emotion, everything mentally, how you are, not just when you drink, but days after, week after? Like, do you feel, yeah, do you feel balanced? in that that's where people might say things like oh well you should have because you've not been out in a few weeks then you can you can it's balanced because you stayed in for so long so you can go out and enjoy a drink and maybe even like the binge drinking culture where people get smashed off the face and people say it's okay because i've stayed in for two months but it's like that for me is not balancing it out because in the end if Every single time after you've had a drink, it affects you in a negative way and affects your life in a negative way. Then how, how is that balance? And why why are we trying to balance act, like do a balance act of it? It doesn't it does yeah it doesn't make sense to me. Like I say, these these are my experiences of it as well. I'm listening to people who drink like a train. Nearly everyone drinks or has done in some way. 
like people who are training clients and like obviously they go out at weekends and I'm, and I'm not even against this stuff like where I tell everyone like you can't do it you mustn't do it in that way obviously I, I would it's, I know the benefits of not doing it at all but I never like I won't be forcing this stuff on people like oh you must do like I, I get people when I have fun and do it like I'm not and I'm not even judging those people because I because I did it all so this isn't me judging you or anyone in any way it's just me sharing information on my opinion of it my thoughts on it through my experiences and just what I see really that's why I just wanted to fix some share with something else some things to think about with more so let's say I want to speak more about the normal things which are so normal to us where no one questions it like I know this isn't one thing I was going to say but it's like when someone looks down on a person that takes recreational drugs or obviously if someone's addicted to I forgot the name heroin or something and they're into injecting drugs and people look down on them like oh think they're dirty they think that's bad they think all these things and don't want to be near those people but like alcohol is a drug all, all the same and it always it's weird how people will look down on someone that takes recreational drugs but then that same person that goes out binge drinking every week maybe sometimes more in a week like you're you're the same, if not worse than the other person, because you're taking drugs the same. I know this is like might be like a strong view of how to look at it, but it's the it's the same thing, same thing. Yeah, and it's just that's why. I, yeah, I just think alcohol is protected so strongly and I think we need to look at it in different ways and look at it for what for what, what it is, which is a drug like any any other drug. And I, like I say, I'm not judging anyone that takes any drug anyway, but people who do take drugs like alcohol can't then be hypocritical and judge and criticise others that take drugs. That's just, um, but yeah, that's just something I wanted to share. It wasn't even one of the things I was going to speak about, but yeah, I mean, it needs to be um, thought about, really. Um, but thing, the one thing I did want to speak about was, like, say, people working, let's say working, we all work, we get home, relaxing. That was what I wanted to speak about with when we use, and not just from after work, it could be anything, but the way we use and the things we say around drinking alcohol to relax and unwind after a hard day, you know, let your hair down, all these things get said. I've done it. I used to do it on a Friday. I used to, used to always have a bottle of red wine on a Friday a few years ago. Like it was a, I'll say it right now, for what it is, it was a habit, but I used to always do it every Friday. Don't get me wrong, I used to enjoy it as well. Used to, and that was like a strong habit I, I had. I'd always go on the way home from work. I'd always go into the into this Asda because I used to always drive past it. I'd always go in, get the always get a really nice bottle of red wine. I'd always have to get the top shelf one because, yeah, the other ones give like the cheaper ones always give you a banging headache. From my experience of drinking a lot of red wine in the past, 
But yeah, I used to always get it and I'd always have at least half the bottle every Friday, if not the full bottle. And maybe that's not even like such a bad habit, you know. Like it was what it was one it was one day in a week on a Friday, I used to enjoy it. Wasn't probably adding to anything but with the way I felt, but it wasn't the worst thing. But I'm wanna speak about this with people the way maybe that's like a bottle a night, or you know, like a bottle every two nights if you drink wine. Um maybe if if you drink beer or any other kind of alcohol lager or any, any other ones, it might be like three or four a night, or it might be like the same, like three or always even just one a night. Like I don't agree with that either and the effects that that has. But it's then the 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 language around it, like I said, like, oh, I get home. It's how people will protect that if you try and take it away from them because it's like, oh, how dare you take the thing away that helps me relax after a long day. Like, I deserve, I deserve this. I've worked for this. And then that relationship you get with that habit, which is all it is, a, ha- a habit. It is. And like I said before, alcohol is a drug like any other drug. And like when I was saying before about when we get the root, I think the root cause to everything is stress. And when we get stressed, then we turn, we do whatever we do. In this case, I'm speaking about alcohol, but this can be, I think people can do any, have any go-to thing when they're stressed from alcohol to food, gambling. There's, a, there's all sorts of things, but that's what we we have that feeling. We use the thing to make it that we think makes it better, not to make it better, but we think make it, makes it better, and then it all goes away. And I like to compare this to for like someone who knows they're addicted to drugs anyway, someone who's fully aware of that. And like, say someone's trying to go cold turkey, or they've just not had the fix in general. You've seen what someone who's like, who needs that fix of that drug that they're addicted to and they need and they want. And you see like people, like people and they need it. I think that's um, very similar to someone who's very anxious all day. Cause that's what, that's what like one of the symptoms of it, very stressed all day, agitated, fid, like fidgety, all, all these things like, and they can't wait to get home, sit down and have a drink. But that's to say, and then when they have it, they're like, ah, that, now I can chill, feet up, relax, I get it. Like, yeah, you're chilling. But it was like, it was only until they sat down and had that drink of whatever it was, wine, beer, anything, that they allowed themselves that time to relax. But you can do that anytime, any place, anywhere. You can get that time. It's just, that's why people need to start looking at it in a different way. But don't get me wrong, I know sometimes like people have some people could have healthy habits with this as well, but majority I just don't agree do. But it's the same as like someone a, a drug addict who knows they're addicted, like I say, and when they get the fix, they can relax. I, I relate the two very, very um, similar to each other. Same way people sit down after a long day and they not had it all day and then they get the fix. And if they do this every every night, especially if they think they're not doing harm, just having a few drinks a night. But that's that's the same. This is you got your fix of your drug and then you feel better afterwards, feel like you can chill. But then the crazy thing about that is that actually does make you feel more stressed the next day, more anxious the next day through bad sleep and just affect the effects it has as a depressant on our mental and physical health. And then we just get caught in this cycle, day in, day out, week in, week out, that people can do easily and people will be where they stay in it.
and they never will blame the alcohol for it. In fact, like I said, they will probably protect it and they'll protect because it's a habit, a strong one. And a lot of people will protect that until they admit that that is the problem and they are the problem with that only to themselves. But it's not that the alcohol is the problem. It's just them. We are us. We are the problem. It's not the alcohol. It's whatever the reason is that we're not doing for ourselves. Whatever, yeah, whatever it is that we're not understanding in ourselves, the, world, the way we're not dealing with our stress, anxiety, ultimately just not dealing with finding out about and understanding ourselves. And obviously we turn to different things. It could be past trauma, it could be, yeah, things from uh, childhood, growing up, uh, so our environment, social factors, friends, lots of things, could be lots of reasons, but yeah. Um, another thing I was looking at which was, was interesting was uh, advertising for alcohol like a lot the reason I, things are the way they are a lot of the things for why things are the way they are is due to like marketing and advertising like anyone see any guy could he watch a football match without a beer like most I'd say over 90% would say no but then when you look at all the adverts on TV for football, always involve a, like a lager, some kind of lager, some kind of brand of one. And if people were like, oh, yeah, that's what I do when I drink. But then I would say people do that when they drink because they've been told to do that by all the marketing. Don't get me wrong, again, I've done this. I do this I've had one it's even to this day is there a woman a drink but then it's being aware of ha what's happening there like I would see that for like men and they think they're making this choice football drinks but really like I know some I know a lot of people might enjoy it as well I think it's worth it yeah which is fine but it's just something to think about like you, you drink choices how you drink why you do it like a lot of it is down to advertising and marketing. Like with the, I always see like the adverts as well. Like that's me speaking about men specifically, but then I see the adverts for, for women. It's always like involves maybe a wine or a champagne. It's always like a really stylish drink with a woman. Guy, obviously there's different drink, different guys, but it's always like beer with men. But with women, it's always this like really nice drink. And then the woman in the advert looks very sophisticated. And then you see it, don't you? Like, Again, I'm not judging anyone, but you see it like on all of the social media when a group of girls go out and they all sit there, look like they're having a good time, lots of pictures, taking the drinks, all like everyone's like they're all dressed up, got nice drinks. It's like looks the exact same as the advert, and it's like obviously you know some people might want to do it, but we need to sit down and ask ourselves, are we doing it? Because we're being like it's the way it's advertised and like we're programmed to do it. Are we doing it because we really want to do it? Because it is like drilled into us, like a lot of things are with the way we are conditioned. And then the last point on this was just um, label the way people get labeled as having a problem or being the ultimate label, like being an alcoholic. And then, yeah, I read some interesting things about this. And the way it can be used then, because then people, if someone has a problem, and then people can just excuse that person almost, like, and tell others, oh, yeah, they've got a problem. So, like, what makes it okay? 
and it doesn't and then that person can use the fact that they've been labeled as having a problem as an excuse and then they've got a strong excuse to use and they feel that they can use that excuse and justify their behaviors and habits around drinking when in the end it is just their behaviors and habits and reasons for them which is why they drink not the fact they've got a drinking problem that's not why people drink it's not because they have a drinking problem but then use letting people who do drink a lot use that as an excuse can be powerful in a negative way i believe and yeah that's um, i just don't think it is helping ultimately in the end yeah it's it's does it help them i, I doubt it i'd love to see the like, i've not seen any figures on that research on that but the amount of people, yeah, well, we know that the battle with recovering from being alcoholic, yeah, I should have, I should have found some numbers on that to be honest. But yeah, the next point I wanted to talk about though was sleep, just to touch on one thing with sleep, because I think it's um, sleeping and drinking, no matter how much you drink this is something i've realized like people would relate drinking a lot of alcohol with why they feel rough the next day but in the end no matter how much you drink even a one drink two drinks can make you feel rough the next day because it is alcohol and the interesting thing it does about what it does about it where people might drink say oh it helps me sleep or people people say that like oh i drink because it helps me sleep sometimes and they are struggling to sleep or some people might just say like oh when i do drink i always sleep easily and that might be true for a lot of people because it does have sedating effects alcohol but one thing it does do is reduces your rem sleep and your rem sleep is our deep the deep sleep we get into which usually takes about 90 minutes to get into but because it reduces that we actually don't get much time in it and then end up even waking up which is why you'll always see like i know my experience if you have a drink people say oh, i wake up in the night or I wake up the next day and they don't feel good don't feel like they've had a good sleep not rested and they are they say oh, oh i always wake up in the night when i'm drinking it's about that is you might go to sleep fast but then the next day you still feel like shit and the reason being alcohol directly affects your REM sleep which is the most important sleep that we have and the one that we need the most of is REM sleep the deep sleep that's when the body shuts down that's when all our everything in the body with how we recover repair like reducing was reducing the likelihood of being ill boosts our definitely boosts our immunity to being ill lots of well that's just sleeping like in general isn't it like having sleep enough sleep and quality sleep is so important for our health again but like i said before with like the snowball effects of what not just alcohol anything can do it's like how it one thing affects the other affects the other affects the other but when you go back through the root cause it's like well yeah like someone was stressed then they drank because they were stressed. Then they were sleeping very badly because they were drinking and stressed. Then the sleep, the drink and the stress caused this new disease they've never had before. Now they're dealing with that. It's like, oh, now they're dealing with the disease directly, which don't get me wrong, 
could and probably does help in many cases. But then I'd also argue in some going back to the root cause of, all right, let's help. What's the, let's chat to this person and see what's wrong with them. Why they started and stress for me is where like a lot of things start. Not all, but like a lot of things start there. But yeah. And the last point of my rant on alcohol. Um, so yeah, if you're still listening, you, you've not just thought I'm speaking a load of rubbish about your favourite drink, then well done. <laughs> but yeah, the last point was, um, yeah, me, me sabotaging what I, from my experience now and paying attention to what I was doing when I would drink. So this has been like a recent thing for me. It's like, I, I think a lot of people do this, which is why I want to finish on this. Because I would always try and go as long as I can without drinking, but then I always felt inside myself that I knew I was going to drink at some point. It was like, like I already give in to it. So even if I went three months, I was like, at some point I'm going to drink. And then I'd like be really good, like maybe weeks, months, like on point how good I would feel, how well I would be doing in all areas of my life. Like I would, everything would be on point. And it's, and then I would drink and then it would take me ages to get back to where I want and need, I know I'm best at performing. And then let's say if you try, while you're trying to get back to that, life happens, things happen, you go out again, you drink again, drunk again, that happens, how long that you can stay in that cycle of that. But then I realised for me, what I was doing, which like I said, I think a lot of people are doing, is I was doing this to, to sabotage myself. This is, this is honest, honestly, like I believe why I was doing it, because I would be in such a good place, doing so good, and then I'd drink, and I'd get back to just that square one of feeling and and being how I was week to week, like trying to build that back. And there's a cycle I repeated, but it's, the only reason being is because it was a cycle that was familiar to me. Like I knew, I understood it, even as much as it, I might have not wanted to be there, I was familiar with it. It wasn't, yeah, I was familiar with it. Whereas the fear of the unknown that's scary. That's what stops people doing a lot of things. And that's what, like, in the end, I think stops a lot of people from just giving up completely with alcohol. And maybe when they do stop drinking on time is then having it again is that, that fear of unknown. Like, people relate all those feelings, like, especially the, the next day after drinking, which people relate to, like, chilling, maybe eating certain foods, chilling all day, like, being lazy. Like, a lot of people like that. And it's a habit they'll relate to drinking and then it'll be familiar to them then the week will be familiar to them chatting to others oh yeah i went out at the weekend same things all the time the same cycle and that's why i knew that if i'm doing this a lot of people must be doing this and it's that and ultimately i think it's that fear of the unknown of always feeling great what comes next push because you ultimately you're gonna be a better person you're gonna function better you're gonna be healthier physically mentally which means anyone who's healthier in any like in all these levels like that is going to end up performing better at whatever it is they do or find that thing that it is that they want to do and perform in it. I honestly believe that. Then, but what I also think comes with that is the fear of failing as well, the fear of the unknown and fear of failing. I mean, that's what 
like for me, speaking about me, that's what would hold me back then because I would sabotage myself and it held me back maybe because I was scared of pushing to see what I could do in the past. But let's say that now in this moment, now that's not the case, but I can understand why I did it, but I had to be aware of this now to know why, which actually helps me a lot in stopping now because I, I am done with it now. Because for me, my opinion, my own opinion is it's a waste of time, not just when we, not when we drink, like everything afterwards and what comes and how much time that can actually take up being in that cycle is what I speak about is the waste of time. But yeah, that's what it's, what I wanted to speak about really. And, um, Thank you for listening to that one. But I'd love to hear what anyone who listens to this, what your opinions are on what I spoke about, whether like for, against, like, yeah, tell me what you think. I'd love to just hear overviews of people um, on this. Cause I think a lot of things like what my thoughts here might not get spoke about much or people might not even think about. So yeah, I'd love to, if anyone to share their own experiences or anything with me, like just send me a message out, it'd be good to hear. And yeah, if you could, if you do like it, you listen to it, you think people will benefit from it, then yeah, send it about, share it. Um, on social media, I would be, yeah, I would be grateful. I think um, with this one, especially, especially this time of year, which is why I'm doing it, I'd love it to be shared around for people to listen to, to maybe help them take that next step in managing it managing alcohol better in our lives so so yeah thanks for listening everyone and i'll, I'll see you on the next one bye bye